What does it mean to live differently? Hi, I'm Jenna. Welcome to the Simple Home Podcast. The real reason behind this podcast is to encourage you to live differently. In a society that tells us that more is better and busy is to be expected, I want to give you permission and tips and tricks to help you create a simpler home, simpler days, and cherished moments. Each week, we'll talk about decluttering, organizing, and managing a home. We'll talk about thriving in motherhood, slowing down, and cherishing the journey. Most importantly, we'll have real conversations with real moms who are choosing to live differently and finding joy in motherhood. Take the first step to simplifying your motherhood and head over to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources to find a free resource that's perfect for you in the season that you're in. And stick with me each week as we dive into these topics together. Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. In case we haven't met before, my name is Jenna, and I'm so happy you're here today listening. I am just so grateful for each of you, whether you're first-time listeners or you've been with me since the beginning or anywhere in between. I really couldn't do this podcast without your support, so I just wanted to take a second to say thank you so much for listening. So I am getting incredibly excited for summer right now, Um, depending on where you live or whether or not you're listening to this episode in real time, you may be in a different season. Um, We are just about three weeks away from the end of the school year, and I'm just excited to slow down a little bit and have more time with my family. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, But no matter what, whatever season it is, anytime there's a change of season, I feel like there's this feeling of renewal. It just provides just enough change to give you that kickstart you need to do things you've been putting off for a while, or you've just been waiting on doing. So for me, I always look at seasons as like, what what little changes might need to be made in my life? And right now, those two things for me are resetting my house, which is exactly what we're going to talk about in this episode. And then just taking more photos of my kids and hosting workshops for moms. That's one of my favorite things as a photographer is getting together with other moms and teaching them how to use their cameras. So I'm excited to do that this summer as well. So those are kind of two things I have on my list as we kind of transition in seasons. If you are interested in photography, if you're local here, um, email me and I'll send you some information about local workshops. If not, I do have an ebook on my website. If you go to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources, you'll find an ebook there all about just capturing your everyday moments. If you can't find it there, just send me a quick email. I'll send you the link so that you can get your hands on that as well. So today's topic, I kind of got on a rabbit trail there about photography. (laughs) Sorry about that. Today's topic is really about kind of resetting your house. And there are several times throughout the year where I just look around and I realize either we've accumulated a lot of stuff we don't need, or maybe the house just needs a really good clean. It just feels like we need to reset it. Um, And maybe all of the above, right? So obviously a lot can go into this. We could talk about decluttering, we could talk about organizing, cleaning tips, and a million other things in this episode. But I really want to be specific and practical here. If you are in the first stages of decluttering and you want to start there, go back and listen to the episode about six steps to organizing and decluttering. I think that one will be incredibly helpful if you're at those beginning stages. Um, You might also 
like to listen to some of the other episodes that are geared right around the decluttering, decluttering sentimental items, and so on. So if you are right at the beginning stages and you're looking at your house thinking, I first need to start with just getting rid of all this stuff, you may want to backtrack a little bit. But don't don't skip this episode because it will still be very, very helpful for you. Um, if you want to walk through the process with me, I am going to be walking through um, the process with the Simple Home Reset Mentorship Program with some different people this summer. So if that's something you're interested in, if you want me to kind of walk you through my process and hold your hand a little bit more, then definitely reach out to me or get signed up for that program. And I will be um, just helping you through that this summer. So it's called the Simple Home Reset Mentorship Program. You can go to athomewithkids.com forward slash simple home reset to get signed up. You will get the lessons right away, but this summer I'm going to have a group where we kind of go through it together. So if you want that extra support, um, then definitely get signed up for that, okay? But for the purpose of this episode, let's dig into establishing zones and boundaries. So we're going to talk about this in two different aspects of our lives. We're going to talk about establishing zones and boundaries when it comes to our stuff and also establishing zones and boundaries when it comes to our time. As I started putting this episode together, I really realized when I'm feeling like my house needs a reset, it's usually because my life needs a bit of a reset too. It's generally because of a busy season or a change that has caused my usual flow to be disrupted. So in order to hopefully be as helpful as possible, I wanna discuss both of these things. Let's first start with our stuff because I am a firm believer that having a handle on your stuff equals more time. So dealing with that first will give you a jump start on the other. Your house is just naturally broken up into zones. So when I say zones, I'm really just talking about areas. I just think it's a great way for us to think about it. Um, So think about the major zones in your home. Most of them are broken up because of the rooms and the layout of your house. You have specific rooms you use for sleeping, for eating, for hobbies, for storing stuff, for playing games, for paying bills, (laughs) and on and on. Likely, you have a lot of multi-purpose rooms where you do many of these things, sometimes all at once, (laughs) like the kitchen. If your kitchen is like mine, it's pretty much our multi-purpose, everything, all the time room. (laughs) So the zones that we don't necessarily think about as much are the ones that we create most of the time just by default. So those are the ones that aren't necessarily just broken up because of the rooms in your house, but specific areas within those rooms that we create. And sometimes this is without even thinking. So the first step to resetting your house is to think through these zones and decide how they're functioning now and if they need a change. For example, are you trying to do everything at your kitchen counter and constantly moving things around to cook or eat dinner? Or maybe you're mixing up your storage zones with your active zones. I know we've talked a lot about storage and active zones in past episodes, but keeping these two things separate will be a lifesaver. If you want to go deep um, on this topic, there is an episode all about active zones versus storage zones. So make sure to listen in on that one as well. 
Another major stress culprit is often our bedrooms. This is a zone that should be devoted to rest, but usually houses our devices, other forms of entertainment, piles of papers we haven't filed, stacks of books or magazines we wish we'd read, the laundry that hasn't been put away, and probably several other things. If you're anything like me, it really, really stresses me out to have things that are undone, that I wish I would be doing, but I'm not doing. For me, um, a few years ago, that was magazines. I love books and magazines. I love the the ones you can hold so much more than the digital ones. So I became kind of a collector, especially of magazines. I would get magazine subscriptions that I loved, and I would take some from friends and family when they were done reading them. I think I just love, I love the pictures of them. I love how they're organized. I love seeing, you know, the articles inside, but I was not reading them and it would completely stress me out. I was getting piles of them. Every time I would look at them, I would feel the stress of it. And so if you can get those things out of your resting space, that is probably the best thing. For me, I had to just completely stop buying magazines because that was such a stressor for me. I would just feel so bad that I wasn't reading it. The waste of paper, the waste of money. And even though I loved, you know, being the idea of like sitting down and drinking an iced tea and reading a magazine, I realized that that wasn't what I was actually going to be doing. So think through those things as you're looking at your zones and just kind of remember what your zones are for. There's many other areas, obviously, in our house that we could talk about, but it's likely different for all of us. So let's go through some steps that you can take to make progress on your reset, no matter what room or what zones you're needing to reset. So step one is to walk around your house, decide what zones you need to establish. So what is the main purpose going to be for each room? And what smaller zones will you have in those rooms? Meaning, is your living area going to also house a table that you guys can all sit at and enjoy games together? Or is that something you do at your kitchen table? Is your office space going to be just for office? Or do you have that mixed maybe with a guest room? And how can you create separate zones within that area? It's completely okay to have more than one zone in each room. Um, In fact, I think that's the most practical for most of us. But just think through how you can separate those zones so that it's not, so that you can tell when you walk in, so that it's not that everything is all over the place making you feel chaotic. Step two, once you've kind of decided where your things go, is to move items out of zones as needed. So as you're going through these zones, if you notice you have 20 different things within one zone and you would really like to separate that space, move some items out. During this process, you probably need to have a designated spot for items that don't have a home yet because you're going to find that as you pull things out of certain zones, you don't know where to put them. This is also probably a really good time to declutter some of the items that can just easily be be given away or thrown away or things that are easy for you to let go of. You're going to find items that are just hanging out in these zones that you don't really care about and it's a great time to get rid of those as you go through the process. Step number three is to make sure that each zone can be used for its main purpose and that micro zones won't interfere with that purpose. 
So let me talk about that for just a minute. I know this concept of me calling them zones might be new to you because it's kind of new to me as I was thinking through the episode what to you know consider these spaces in our house and that is the word that just really resonated with me and so when I say the word micro zone I mean within your room you're going to have smaller little zones you're going to have an area maybe where you file your paperwork you're going to have an area where you store certain items that you don't need all the time Um, So think about those little micro zones and make sure that they're not interfering with the purpose of your main zone. So if the purpose of your bedroom is to rest, make sure, you know, that maybe a charging station for all your devices doesn't belong within that zone because that takes away from the main purpose of that room. Maybe you can move that micro zone out into an area where you're not trying to rest all the time. Hopefully that makes sense. (laughs) Step number four is to create organizational systems and routines that help you maintain these zones. So it doesn't have to be anything fancy. You do not have to go out and buy yourself a bunch of new pretty organizational buckets or baskets or anything like that. But you do need to decide how am I going to keep this the way I want it? Where can I put things so that they're easy to put away? Because we all know if it's not easy, we are probably not going to do it. You want to take that resistance away. So find ways to keep that area organized, whether it's just one big basket that you already had that you put everything in, or if it's finding other places for those items, whatever that looks like for you, as long as it's easy to put it away. Step number five is to create clear boundaries within each zone. So this is where the boundaries comes in and this is a super important part of this. So if you have created your zones, you need to decide how much space does each zone get? How much stuff is allowed in each zone? So think about what your boundaries are going to be and don't go away from them. If you have one small designated drawer for a certain item and all of a sudden you go out and you buy more of it, if it doesn't fit in that drawer, you need to be honest with yourself and say, what can I get rid of so that it will fit in my boundary? Because as soon as you start going outside of those boundaries, you lose your organizational system and you start all over again. So it really comes down to how much stuff do I really need in this zone? How many towels do I need on that shelf in my towel closet? If I only want to use, if my boundary is one shelf, maybe for you know my towels in one bathroom, how many towels will fit on there? And I need to stick to that. I can't go out and find a sale and think, oh, these are beautiful, I'm gonna bring them home, and then they don't fit, but that's your boundary, and then you're starting all over again. So you need your zones, but most important, you need to set some boundaries for yourself. And then step number six is to continue to refine as needed and periodically just reset each zone because it will get messy, you will forget to put some things away. Um, So periodically just go in and kind of tidy up, get rid of things you don't need as you're, you know, cleaning your house normally or seasonally or whatever you want to do there. And continue to just kind of refine those zones. You'll find that sometimes it doesn't work the way you thought it would, and that's okay. Zones and boundaries when it comes to our time is really about the same. So we're going to kind of switch 
um, our thought process for a minute, but it's really similar to the steps that we just went through. The same concepts are true with our time as with our space, right? We only have so much of it and we want to use it in a way that enhances our lives. So just like our space, we only have so much space and we can only fit so much stuff. It's the same with our time. We only have so much time and we can only pack it with so much stuff. So thinking about the time you have, you can start to create zones of time. This is really similar to time blocking, right? So think about the flow of your day and how it is naturally broken up. The idea is to just clean it up a bit so that each zone of your day can be focused and one main thing in each of those focused times rather than a million little things. So let's talk about the steps in relation to our time. Okay, so step one would be to think through your day. Just like you walked around your house, kind of think about yourself walking through your day. Divide it into natural chunks. For example, it might be chunks like before everyone wakes up, getting ready for work or school, um, going to work, lunch break, work some more, early evening, dinner, getting kids ready for bed, quiet time before bed. Or maybe you stay at home and have non-school age kids. You could split your day into chunks around meals, around naps. Um, The idea isn't to change everything about your day. It's to figure out the natural rhythms and how you can use each zone more efficiently so that you feel less busy. Step number two then is to designate certain tasks to each zone of time. So for example, let's take the idea of being a stay-at-home mom. And maybe you wake up before your kids and you have an hour and you're going to designate that zone to your time, whether that's getting ready or exercising or just sitting in the quiet. Um, Maybe that's only five minutes before the kids wake up. Whatever it is, just designate that time for one main focus. It doesn't mean that you can't do other things within there. It just means that you're successful. You're going to feel good if you at least do the one main thing. You're not trying to get everything done in that short time. Okay, so then maybe your kids wake up and you're, you want to set like a two-hour little zone for getting them ready, having breakfast, maybe reading a story, just, just family time, okay, you and your kids. And then maybe you want to have a block that's out of the house time. This could include errands or going to a park or going to meet a friend or a play date, whatever that might look like for you. It could be out of the house time. Okay, these are all just rough examples. Obviously, it's whatever works for you. One of my big suggestions for everybody, whether you're a working parent or a stay-at-home parent, is to not let yourself do errands all week long choose one designated zone per week or time per week that's going to be your day where you do that whether it's grocery shopping or running to the bank or going to the post office if you're doing those things here and there throughout your week you're going to feel like you're running all over the place whereas if you can chunk them into one hour long block maybe it's after school on Thursdays or right when the kids wake up on Tuesdays or Saturday morning all by yourself you go get yourself coffee and you go do the errands Whatever that looks like for you, but choose one time. Of course, things are going to pop up and your kids are going to say they need something for school or you're going to remember you forgot to get a birthday present and the party's that same day and you're going to have to run and get it. But the majority of things we can kind of plan ahead. And if we get really good at that, that means we don't have to 
go running around all week long. We can just kind of plan ahead and say, we're going to get all the things we need on this certain day at this time, and it will be faster and you're going to feel less stressed about it. So step number two is designating certain tasks to each zone of time. So house chores, errands, work, out of the house, play outside, um, everybody reading quietly, self-care time, exercise, all of those things, find a zone for those things. Step number three is to make sure that each zone can be used for its main purpose and that micro zones won't interfere with that purpose. This is the exact same thing as our stuff, right? So make sure that each block of time can be used for what you are saying its one focus is. And then that little things that pop up don't interfere with that. That your to-do list that, that's going on in your head all day long doesn't interfere with what you said your main purpose for that time was going to be. Try to move them around. Have a scheduled time where you make your phone calls so that those things don't creep into, you know, your playing outside time with your kids. So you can be more focused on exactly whatever that zone is meant for. Step number four is to create organizational systems and routines. Routines are super important in this part to help maintain these zones. So what do you need to have done during other zones so that you can enjoy the one that you're currently in and so you can focus on what you need to focus on? That's kind of the main thing here. So if you notice that all day long, um, you know, piles of dishes are cleaning or putting the laundry away are kind of creeping into every single zone, Maybe you need a time of day where you do those things, or maybe you just need a better routine where you do those things. I've got tons of episodes around routines and systems and setting up rhythms in your day. If that's something that you're struggling with, please go back and listen to those because once you have some of these routines in place, um, it just makes the rest of your day flow so much better. Step number five is to create those clear boundaries within each zone. So rather than how much stuff can I have, you know, what's my boundary that way, like it is with our stuff, think about how much time does each zone get? How much stuff, how many things can I do in each zone? And how will you say no to things that belong in a different zone or that don't belong in the one that you're currently in? So learning to say no is the best thing for putting boundaries on your time. Remembering that, okay, this is my two-hour block that I do errands. And if a friend asks me to babysit her kids every Thursday at this time and we're going to switch, I am probably going to say, you know what, Thursdays don't work for me. That's already a time I have designated for something. Can we switch on Fridays? Or that's kind of a silly example. Of course, you want to help out your friends when needed, but only if it doesn't totally derail everything you're working on. Okay, so just think about like, what do I need to say no to? If you have too many commitments on your calendar and they're not filling you up or they're making your schedule crazy, think about where you might be able to say no. And step number six is the exact same as with our stuff. Continue to refine as needed and periodically reset each zone. So just like with our stuff, we need to refine our schedule. Things are going to change. Your work schedule might change. The kid's school schedule will change. Your baby will be in a whole new schedule. Um, There's so many things that change with motherhood just continuously. So you do need to keep thinking about this and 
and moving things around as needed. And also just periodically just reset. Think about, you know, what's working, what's not working, what's kind of got messy, what can I clean up a little bit? Um, So think about that with your time as well. So I hope as I was talking about this, when I was when I was developing this episode and thinking about zones and boundaries, I thought, I hope they're really going to get what I'm saying here because this is an idea I just kind of was playing around with, something that, that I know really works for me. So I'd love to hear your feedback on it. I'd love to hear whether or not this is something that has worked for you and helped you in your life. Um, and any just any ideas that you have to share as well. You know, I'm learning right along with you and always just trying to find ways to simplify for my life and just sharing what works for me. So I'd love to know what works for you as well. Thank you again so much for listening. Remember, the Simple Home Reset is um, available for you and this summer I will walk you guys through it if you are in the program. So if you want to join that, at homewithkids.com forward slash Simple Home Reset. I'd love to have you join. Um, And then, of course, I do teach photography as well. So if that's something that you're interested in learning more about, I've got tons of resources. Just reach out to me and we can chat. All right, have a wonderful, blessed week and I will see you next week. Thank you for joining me on the Simple Home Podcast this week. It truly is a blessing to have you here. If you've been enjoying this podcast and found encouragement here, can you take a moment to leave a rating and a review on iTunes? This is how podcasts grow and how they reach larger audiences. And I am so thankful to get to work with so many women and spread this message. So if you have a moment, head to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. I love to read what you have to say, and I might just spotlight you on an upcoming episode. Also, if you think a friend could use this kind of encouragement, go ahead and share it with them. Tell them about the podcast. Tag me on Instagram with a picture of you listening. Whatever we can do to encourage more women to live differently. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.